friend, welcome to Brilliant Business Moms, a podcast all about helping brilliant women just like you to build a business on the side while spending time with their families. I'm your host, Beth Ann Schwamberger, and we're going to have a great time together. Let's get started. So today on the show, I'm so excited to welcome Julie Fuller. She's the owner of Tokyo Blossom Boutique. She's married to a fellow creative, and together they have one handsome son. We were just (laughs) talking about him and how cute he is. And at Tokyo Blossom Boutique, Julie sells unique Christian gifts for women. And I have to say, too, that Julie is one of our very first brilliant business moms. I mean, she's been listening to the podcast since almost the very beginning, and I've gotten to hang out with her in person at in Nashville at a conference. And so, yes, we're all just big fans of Julie. So <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you. It's hard to believe it's been that long. I think you guys had started the podcast for like three months when I reached mm-hmm. out to you guys. So, wow. Feels like a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Julie, first of all, I'd love to hear more about Tokyo Blossom Boutique. I feel like it's changed quite a bit since you yeah. first started it. And then more importantly, kind of where you're taking it now. What's what's going on with it these days? Yeah, sure. So, Up until the end of last year, I was doing a lot of hand crochet knit items. And what happened was one of my products was selling way more than all of my other products. And it was my cup cozies. And for the longest time, I couldn't figure out exactly why. I was just like, oh, it's a cute product. And I had really worked hard on making everything like visually unified and focusing more on that than I really was on a target audience. And the more cup cozies I sold in person, I kept getting this feedback that it was encouraging these women or I had, I had one lady literally come up to me at a show and buy one. She says, I'm buying this one for my friend because she's not very joyful. And if I buy this for her, it'll remind her to be joyful. So I was like, well, okay. So, so between comments like that, or like, sometimes I would literally have people message me after they bought one and they would say, I'm buying this because my family's going through a really difficult time right now. We're having some medical issues. I even had one lady message me and tell me that she specifically was buying one because her husband was going through a lot of medical issues and life was just really hard. So she purchased one so she would see that daily reminder of encouragement on her coffee each morning. And so I I started doing a lot more in-person shows the end of last year, beginning of this year, and that opened my eyes to a lot of immediate feedback that I was getting about those products specifically. And I was bringing all my other products with me to the shows, but most of the time people would gravitate towards those cup cozies specifically because of the inspirational messages on there. And, you know, through that, it was kind of like an one of those experiences where you're like, oh, wait a minute, you know, I might be onto something here. So through that, I really started praying about what I needed to do to make those products more targeted at those women who were coming to my shop looking for encouragement. So the beginning of the year, we started going, making a mental note of what we needed to get rid of and what we needed to keep. And obviously the, the cup cozy stayed and the planner clips The original ones that I had were just various flowers or really cute ones, but they didn't have any inspirational message on them. So we kept them, 
but we changed them, changed the designs and everything to where they had inspirational words on them, again, to help better help those women. So now a lot of people are using them as planner clips, they're using them as Bible journaling accessories, just really more and more targeted towards those women. So yeah, that's kind of how we turn into a Christian gift company. I love that, Julie. And I mean, Okay, a few bits of big advice I'm gleaning from this is, one, it's so valuable to be meeting with customers in real life, in person. For sure. Yeah, because you get to hear that feedback right away. And then second, it's you listen to your customers. (laughs) So, and then you, you know, focus on serving their needs and, um, you know, just meeting them where they were at and with what they wanted. And so I love that. I know too, Julie, that recently you acquired, I don't know, well, I'm struggling with the right word for this, but recently you started offering your products in a retail space, right? Yeah, I'm moving in tomorrow, so. (gasps) Oh, that's so exciting. Okay, I know, I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Okay, so tell me more about that and how that happened and all that. Sure, yeah, so this is a... It's called Woodstock Market, and it's based out of Woodstock, Georgia. And it's this huge store that's made up of – almost completely made up of local makers and artists and things like that. And the main emphasis that they have is home decor and gifts and things like that, but it's Christian-owned. And so they were actually looking for someone to offer something a little bit more, not just the regular home decor and gifts that they had, but they were actually looking for someone who offered Christian gifts. And so I had been eyeballing this space for a year and a half. A lot of good things happen in this place. A lot of other local boutiques owners come to the shop to scout out local makers And so once you get in, you get a lot of eyes and attention from local businesses as well. So I had been, you know, thinking about it for a year and a half, but I knew that there was a lot of things that had to happen for me, both business-wise and personally, before I could justify contacting them. And so some of those things were just, again, you know, I knew in my heart of hearts that even though my products were pretty and they were, you know, high quality and all that, I just felt like my message wasn't unified to where I couldn't just, you know, stand in front of someone and give them a description of an accurate description of my shop in one sentence. It was just like, Oh, I do a little bit of this and I'll do a little bit of that. And it's visually appealing, (laughs) you know? So I just knew that I had to be able to get all that unified and it took a while, but you know, we got it going. And then I also knew that, as you mentioned earlier, my husband is a graphic designer. He's a fellow creative And he started his own company about two and a half years ago, and it's been gradually growing. And I just knew that I I felt like that we had to be in a better position before I could take any big risks like that, just for my sanity's sake, (laughs) you know. So waiting for that opportunity to where his business took off, and it really has in the last six months, to know that even if I took a small risk like that, with my own business that it wasn't going to hurt our family or anything like that. So those were things that I waited for for a year and a half. And then, I don't know, I just had really had peace about it last month. So this has happened really suddenly. So I, I walked, we go in there regularly just to look around and shop. And I was like, Oh my goodness, I really feel like I'm ready. So I contacted Mary, who's in charge of the, all of the merchandising 
And I was like, hey, I'm really interested. I put in my application and everything. And I heard back from her the very next day. And she said, absolutely, I feel like you would be a perfect fit. And this is what we've been looking for. So I set up an interview with her and I went into her office and we talked a bunch. And, you know, she was just very straightforward with me, just a very honest person, which was huge for me that she was that personable because there are actually a lot of other creative spaces like that in Atlanta where local makers can set up shop, have like a small display inside of a store and rent a space. But a lot of them are either a a little bit more local artist type feel like pottery and things mm-hmm. like that. Or they're also there's very much of like a new age vibe to it. Mm-hmm. So they're not yeah. really as Christian friendly. So that's been my struggle getting into any of these stores is that I have a very detailed niche now that's obviously Christian and it doesn't always mesh well with some of the local shops in Atlanta. So for her to say, you know, we want you here because this, and that was so encouraging to begin with, but I was able to go in and just ask her hard questions about, you know, what if I totally bomb, you know, (laughs) What, what about this contract? You know, I mean, I was just asking her questions point blank and she was giving me answers right back, just completely honest. And, you know, that just gave me so much peace about it because I tend to be overly cautious about things like that. So that was super encouraging. And so she was like, yeah, we have one spot left. And then she went through her books and she was like, wait a minute, I think we actually accidentally just gave away the last spot. And I was like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm freaking out. <laughs> and she was like, well, you know what? We're going to make you a spot. So they made me a spot. Wow. <laughs> so I know. Wow. And she said that was absolutely the last spot until next year because they do six month contracts. So it would have been the last spot to like next March, April, something like that. So it was totally a God thing, super exciting. And uh, it, it was just really neat because the more I reach out to people that are already there, like they just absolutely love it. And, you know, there's actually a lot of local stores that sprung out of originally being a vendor there. Oh, so wow. they started their business there and then they just flourished so much that they moved on to build their own building and all that. And then there's also the turnover rate is super low. I think she said over 50% of the vendors there were there from the very beginning. And in fact, the, the spot that I'm taking right now opened up due to the fact that the girl that was originally there started exactly a month ago. And she did so incredibly well that she had to move up to a larger venue within the store. So oh, just a wow. lot of, yeah. So just a lot of really, really good things happening there. And so that's how I got in. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's, it's just an incredible story, Julie. And just yeah. the way the timing worked out for everything, the fit, the fact that they're looking for someone who was selling Christian items that would encourage yeah. other women. And it's, it's fabulous. I'm just, I'm so excited for you. So I know Julie too, and and you talked about briefly your planner clips and you've changed up your planner clips so so that they now have those encouraging words on them, that they they fit with your new focus of Christian gifts. 
But I know that you, I I personally have seen some of the ways that you use your planner. And yeah. well, first of all, you're super artistic. So your planner always looks way prettier than mine. <laughs> but I would love to hear from you just kind of some of the ways you use your planner, both both big and little tips that you have for making the most of it. Well, I, I have to say that, you know, this year, I've experimented a lot with the Brilliant Life Planner, and I just love the fact that those extra pages at the beginning of each month and the beginning of the year have been a huge part of my goal-setting plan, so that's helped a ton. So, you know, I did the top five passions like you had done in the video tutorials and all that, and that helped me set up the year to get started and kind of have a clearer direction of where I was going, but for a a lot of my struggle is with the everyday mundane stuff. And my tendency is to just completely wander off. Like I have issues focusing. (laughs) So I can start out, you know, getting ready to plan for the week. And, you know, the easy stuff is easy. Like the things that you do every single week, the same time and all that, or things you do with your family that doesn't change, you know, but a lot of my planning for social media or, Um, maybe my newsletter or marketing or how many people I have to contact each day and who I need to contact. You know, a lot of times it was just getting overwhelming because I would look at the blank week and be like, what was I supposed to do again? And so half my time was like trying to remember what I was supposed to, how much of what I was supposed to do each week. So what I did was I created, inspired by Crystal Payne's homemaking binder that she has, you know, how she keeps track of like the cooking and the cleaning and all that she's supposed to do. I was like, well, why can't I have a master binder for my business that I use to copy the regularly reoccurring things into my planner each week. And so I have a binder where I have just a blank week of pages in a clear pocket. And so each day of the week has the things that I have to do on a reoccurring schedule. And then I just look at that and incorporate that into my planner. So that way I know what to write down. And then everything else that is is not on a regular schedule, like maybe I have a meeting, like tonight, this wouldn't be something that's reoccurring, then I can put that in after I put all my reoccurring stuff so I know what to do. So that saves me a ton of time. So that I just recently started doing that. And I feel like it keeps me more motivated to do that. So that's a little tip. <laughs> oh, very cool. Okay, so I'm trying to picture this. You said something about a like a clear sheet. So... Um, so- like one of those page protectors okay. that you put gotcha. in a binder. Yeah, like in a three-ring binder, there's those page protectors, the clear ones. I just printed off like one of those free weekly calendar pages off of Pinterest and wrote down like, for example, on Monday, I wrote a reminder on Mondays to always do an Etsy shop un- update on Mondays or whatever other social media I need to schedule on Monday. So I put that on Monday and then I do that for all the way through Friday. And then I just slide it in the pocket. So that way, when I go to plan for the week, I can look at that to keep me on track. So I'm always doing that. Okay, very cool. So I'd love to hear, Julie, what are some of those reoccurring tasks in your business that you feel like, you know what, I got to stay organized, I got to make sure every single week that these things happen? Yeah, so I think the shop updates was one of them for sure because I was really bad. I would think that I had done it and then I'd look at the last time I updated on my Etsy shop and it had been like a month. (laughs) So I was like, wait a minute. Okay, so I decided to start scheduling that. Now, I do tend to like 
you know, if I feel like I've got more going on some weeks, I might update more or maybe it's kind of a quieter week. I may not update as much, but that helps me to at least know that I'm doing it on a regular basis. So that's one of them interacting with other other people on Instagram, because I think it's easy for me sometimes, at least me personally, to update my Instagram and then forget to interact with other people sometimes. And it's not intentional. It's just life gets busy, you know, and so you post your stuff and then you leave. <laughs> so that helps me to stay on track with that. So things like that. And then I've so I've got a page for social media and things of that nature. But then I've also got like a marketing contact list for the week. So how many people I want to reach out for, for wholesale business, for box companies and things like that. So that keeps me on track with that part of my planner too. Okay, very cool. Okay, so I'd love to hear, Julie, it sounds like you're being so proactive this year with your business. And like you just mentioned, you're reaching out to subscription box companies for your products to be there and trying to get more wholesale accounts. Did all of this, does all of that tie back into a great big goal that you set for yourself at the beginning of the year? I did, actually. My goal for this year was to double my sales from last year. So in 2016, I doubled my sales from 2015, and I wanted to do the same thing again this year. And so, so far, compared to where I was last year at this point, I'm up 60% in sales. So I'm hoping with this new retail space and with the Christmas, you know, my customer base growing through Christmas, I'm hoping to have met that goal by the end of the year. I love it. That's awesome, Julie. Yeah. So Julie, I have seen some of the ways that you use your planner online. I see your beautiful Instagram photos. Love them. And so I'd love to hear from you. What are just some of your little tips for how you make the most of your planner? Yeah, sure. So, you know, again, as a mom, a lot of times, a lot of our schedule outside of business, like personal life can be reoccurring, whether it's when we drop the kids off at school or when we pick them up, or, you know, if you have a reoccurring weekly lunch date with your husband, like I do, you know, those are all things that happen every week or especially maybe not the ones that are weekly, but the ones that are daily, we tend to write, you know, over and over and over again in our planner in the same hour spot. And so that can get monotonous and it also can start to look a little cluttered in your planner. And I'm all about visually appealing. So what I like to do is if it's a daily reoccurring thing, like when school gets out or school starts or when I wake up, I like to write it in the slots in the Monday section. So the very first section there, I'll write it all out. And then instead of writing it sideways over and over again, I'll just take a piece of washi tape and tape out that same hourly slot. So that way I know that that just continues on through the rest of the week. So that's one way that you can keep it looking neater instead of writing it over and over again. Because, you know, I, again, I tend to lose focus if it starts to look cluttered. (laughs) So I really have to keep it as clear as possible. So that's helped me a lot. I love that. So it's, you're using washi tape essentially for time blocking. And you're right, it sure does look a whole lot prettier. (laughs) 
And also it's helpful to like, that's for going sideways, like if it's a daily reoccurring thing. But let's say, for example, you go on vacation and you have an entire day where you're like, I am absolutely not doing any work. In fact, I've got one of those days coming up. Praise the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) They're getting ready for this retail place. My goodness. Um, But I'm going to be blocking out the entire day. So that way I purposely don't work that day. And you just go, instead of sideways, you just go up and down and tape off the whole day. And that's your vacation day. Love that. And Julie, I know that you have some fun ways that you use your planner clips as well. So I'd love to hear about that too. Sure. So I like to use at least two, three sometimes. So with the planner, I, you know, obviously you're always looking at your weekly pages. So you want to make sure that you can turn to that really quickly. So I have a planner clip for that. And then just to make sure that I don't like overlap anything scheduled, you're going to be turning to your monthly calendar a lot. So instead of constantly flipping back and forth, if you have a planner clip to mark that monthly page, that'll save you a lot of time. And also, if you're working really hard towards a goal, so that way you can make sure you stay on stay on track with those goals for the month, if you've got them written down on a separate page, then it's really helpful to have that third planner clip so you can st- switch back and forth between those three pages. That helps a bunch and will save you a lot of time from having to look through your entire planner. Oh, I love that. I love your idea, Julie, of using the clips that way. And a lot of people have actually asked me if I can make the habit tracker part of the month somehow. But I like your idea of just having that. I could use a planner clip right on my habit tracker page so that I can track my progress. And then you can see all throughout the year. Have you thought about offering planner tracker stickers? Have you seen those? Yes. And yes, we are. Or you stick it to the bottom. Yes, we're going to have those this year. We're, <gasps> yes. Really? So we're working on designing some stickers right now. And then, yes, okay. we're going to be ordering them through Ashley Monda at Sunshine Sticker Co. But yes, yeah, so we're going to have oh, nice. sticker packs this year. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Ooh, so send me, if you have certain requests too, let me know. If you're like, I really okay. want something that looks this way. Because the other thing, people keep asking for like a recipe block. And I'm like, ooh, what? yeah, or like a, not recipe, I mean like what they're having for dinner. And I'm like, I'm so all over the place. I don't care what I'm having. Like, it's such a like, I just, we just do easy like spaghetti, tacos. Like, so it doesn't matter to me, but it matters to enough ladies that I think I'll have like a little sticker thing where they can. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, just FYI, you know, the smallest size post-it notes, I'm trying to think of how big they technically are, but they are the exact same size as the time blocks of the, the post-it notes. Oh. They're like an inch by two inch, I think, or something like okay. that. So they actually fit across a couple hours. But when you think about cooking and cleanup time, so it's two inches by uh, like one and a half, like just shy of one and a half inches. And yeah, they, they fit sideways in the time block. And so you can write like dinner time, whatever on there. I actually have one for my morning routine. Instead of writing it out over and over again, I wrote it, write it on the teeny tiny post-it note and stick it up in the morning. And then I can just like move it from day to day. And then I do the same thing with the evening. That's another brilliant tip, Julie. Yeah. (laughs) Using those little post-its to move your routine. Yeah. I love it. I do remember somebody saying last year that they enjoyed the bullet journaling style more than they liked the time block. And I'm actually kind of like half and half. I'm weird like that. So I do 
I definitely do time block for things that are reoccurring things like when I pick up Sean, things like that. And then I tape all that out. But then in the afternoons, like sometimes he'll still take a nap and or in the mornings, even once I drop him off, that's a huge chunk of time for me to get work done. So instead of trying to quote unquote schedule everything in every 30 minute increments, what I'll do is there's actually like a line stamp that you can get for planners and I'll just stamp lines into that block of time and I'll just bullet journal style it and just make a to-do list within that time gap and just cross it off as I go. So, I mean, okay. Yeah. So it's almost a way to, to create a bullet journal within that slot of time that you have, if you have a large gap. Okay. I love that. And Julie, we will definitely have to get some, photos from you that we can put in the show notes of all the cool things yeah planner yeah for sure and now I'm thinking oh eventually I want to get those stamps wholesale that I can sell in the shop because I would because I pretty much do what you're saying like if I have a big block that just work or I just have all my margins throughout the day I just use big blocks of time as like my to-do list really right so Right. And so having those lines are really helpful because, you know, some tasks don't take a full 30 minutes and then some of them take more. So making it more of a to-do list, just kind of, you're just throwing it right there in that gap, you know? Yeah. I love that. Well, Julie, this is, it's been so much fun talking with you today and I love like all the brilliant ways that you use your planner. You're so beautiful and organized with how you do it. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) And yes, we will definitely have photos of all the ways you use your planner in the show notes. So everyone, you'll need to go check those out. But as we wrap up here today, I would love to hear either a funny or an adorable mom moment that's happened recently. Oh, well, I've got one really short one and like one regular length one. So I'm going to make it really quick. But the first one is whenever I talk about my customers to Sean, I always refer to them as my friends because I feel like that's the best way I can explain it to him. So <laughs> one day he was in the office and he was really, really quiet. I'm like, what is he doing? And he had gathered together like little scrap pieces of paper and things like that and had glued it together and made this little, it looked like a little typical kindergartner craft, you know, that he'd come up with. And I said, what are you making, buddy? And he goes, mom, I made something for your friends and they need to buy it because it'll make them very happy. (laughs) That's so cute. I'm like, well, he, he kind of got the gist of what I'm doing in his own words, you know? So that was really cute. And then the second one, it was kind of sad, but it was kind of funny at the same time. So on Sunday, Sean and Scott were both sick. So I stayed home with them from church to take care of them. And all of a sudden, Sean comes running from the window in the office because our office overlooks our driveway. And he goes, Mom, Mom, there's a kangaroo and he's hurt in the driveway. And I'm like, what? A kangaroo? (laughs) And so I looked out the the office window and sure enough in the driveway is this deer that had gotten hit and at the angle that it was laying on the ground it looked like a kangaroo and I was like oh no how do you explain this to a really tender-hearted five-year-old you know so he was like mom we gotta help him and it it was already gone I felt so bad but I had to tell him because he's so literal that if I didn't as you know he's a high-functioning autistic so he's very literal and if I hadn't told him that it was dead he might have gone out there with like a pail of cat food or something trying to feed it (laughs) 
So oh. I had to tell him, I was like, honey, it, it got hit by a car and it, it died, but don't worry, daddy will take care of it. And so I think he thought that daddy was going to bring him back to life. Oh. <laughs> so Scott's like, no pressure. I got to bring kangaroo back to life. <laughs> so oh. that was kind of sad. It was super cute at the same time. Yeah, that's true. It really is. <laughs> Oh, poor kangaroo. I know. We're like, maybe we need to take a trip to the zoo pretty soon to differentiate. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a real oh, kangaroo. I know, right? <laughs> Aww. Well, thank you again, Julie. This has been a ton of fun. It's always fun chatting with you. Can you can you tell everyone before we go, where's the best place for them to find you online? Sure. If you go on Instagram, I'm at Tokyo Blossom. And if you go to my Facebook page, Tokyo Blossom as well, you'll be able to find my VIP club sign up list and links to my blog and my shop as well. And I regularly update those. So you'll be able to learn more about it there. Awesome. Thanks so much, Julie. Yeah, thank you. Before you go, I would love it so much if you would take just a minute to leave Brilliant Business Moms a rating and review. You know, it sounds like a silly thing to ask for, but believe it or not, iTunes really looks at those rating and reviews in terms of where they rank our podcasts in search and in different podcast categories. So by simply taking a minute, telling us what you think of the show, it lets other brilliant business moms just like you find our podcast and they get to tune in every week. So you're doing not just us a favor, but you're doing a lot of other fabulous moms just like you a favor too.